0: The Milwaukee Bucks. I would always say, "Wake me up when the playoffs start." Well, the playoffs are here, as the NBA regular season has concluded. The Bucks lose last night. Didn't really play their starters against the Bulls. Already had the uh, three seed locked up. So the Bucks taking on the Miami Heat, the three versus the six seed. We gotta we gotta talk about this this playoff format because it is it's new. It's kind of confusing. It's kind of stupid, and also. Like we said, wake me up when the playoffs are here. Well, the playoffs are here. Is your Milwaukee Bucks forty six and twenty six on the season? They are the three seed. Philly takes the number one seed, forty nine and twenty three. The Brooklyn Nets forty eight and twenty four. They're the two. Like I said, the Bucks are the three. The New York Knicks. How about that? The Knicks, who have just been a dumpster fire for God <laughs> years and years and years, a four seed, forty one and thirty one. Atlanta Hawks come in. Uh, 41 and 31 as well. They're the 5 seed. And then, like I said, the 6 is Miami Heat. And then the 7. Here's where it gets confusing. The 7 and the 8 seeds. The 7 seeds are the Boston Celtics. The 8 seed the Washington Wizards. So they're going to play each other. And then there's the 9 seed down the 10 seed, the play-in tournament, which also involves the 7 and the 8 seed. Really, the 9 seed is the Indiana Pacers at 34 and 38. That's terrible that you let a, a team below 500, 34 and 38 in. Uh, I suppose the eight seed is too for the uh, the Wizards, but then the ten seed, the Charlotte Hornets, are thirty three and thirty nine. Can you explain this play in tournament for everyone, Rowdy? Because I'm still scratching my head over it.
1: Well, I, no, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's so bizarre. But it's, it's like the seven and the eight seed are playing for the seven seed. Yeah, and the nine and the ten are playing for the eight seed. Could it's, you imagine if you're the seven seed and you lose, uh, uh, and now all of a sudden, uh, yeah, you're, you're done. You're
0: done. The play in tournament, so the NBA play in tournament format. The play in tournament consists of four teams from each conference, places seven through 10th. As Rowdy was just saying, the seven seed and the eight seed will play to decide who will be the seven seed. The nine and the 10 seed will play with the winner facing the loser from the seven eight game
1: to decide who the eight seed will be. Huh? Yeah, imagine playing your what? entire season as a seven seed, losing your, your game to the eight seed. And then having another bad game and losing to whoever won that garbage game and now, uh, and now you're, you're out not... of the playoffs, yet you clearly had the seventh best record for the entire season.
0: Yeah, and now the NBA, let's say that does happen, then the NBA puts in some team that's like 34 and 38. And you're like, well, um, excuse me, I'm I'm above 500. It makes no sense, but here we are. I, I, I don't know who gets really jazzed up about this. But there you go. So on the flip side on the west, like LeBron James and the LA Lakers, they're a 7 seed taking on the 8 seed of Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, uh scoring champion yesterday. He was a man possessed. That was pretty wild to see Steph Curry, you know, just hitting every three-pointer unconsciously. So if the Lakers were to lose against the Golden State Warriors, then the Lakers who are the 7 seed would go on to play the See, now I'm already confused. Then the Lakers going to play the winner of the 9-10 matchup to determine who – it's already confusing. It's all... I don't get it. I just want the Lakers – Rowdy, am I wrong in saying this? I want the Lakers to lose. I want the Lakers to go to your doomsday scenario, which you just said, the seven seed to done. I think that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, it would be hilarious.
0: Because LeBron James was talking about the play in tournament and saying whoever thought of this idea needs to be fired. I kind of agree with him on that. I don't agree like LeBron lately um not a big fan of like, you know, how he bows down to China, but I do agree with him on the play-in tournament that whoever thought of this idea should be fired. But thankfully the Milwaukee Bucks aren't in the play-in tournament. It's so convoluted and weird. They are the 3 seed taking on the 6 seed. We're going to talk some playoffs today. Roddy. it's been a, when's the last time we talked NBA? I think it's when we talked about the Bucks giving up 87 points in the first half. I think that was last week actually. When's the last time we really talked NBA outside of that?
1: Uh, probably Christmas, New Year's time, when yeah. the season had just started up. <laughs> and we said, "Wake me up when
0: the playoffs start." Well, the playoffs are here, man. So we get to talk about NBA playoffs. Don't get me wrong; I I didn't watch full games. I did watch portions of the Bucks. Doesn't matter though. Chris Middleton said it a long time ago. We don't care about the regular season. It's all about what we do in the postseason. Well, the postseason's here, yeah, as the Bucks are the three seed now. As the NBA playoffs start against the 6 seed the Miami Heat. But if you remember correctly, Rowdy, what happened last season when the NBA restarted in the bubble and the Bucks had to play the Miami Heat. That did not end well for your Milwaukee Bucks. No, it did not. The Milwaukee Bucks got uh handled by the dog, that is Jimmy Buckets, Tyler Hero and company. It
1: was uh it was an ass beating. Yeah, and I remember we talked about that series obviously quite a bit because I've been the negative one on the Bucks in the playoffs the last couple of years, as I told you that the Toronto would beat them and the Heat would beat them yeah. in two straight years. And, and I was trying to be the guy that hope springs eternal. A lot of people gave me a lot of flack for that, but the Heat are just a team, especially last year, that matched up pretty good against the Bucks because they had Adebayo that yeah, can he's guard a Giannis. And when you have a guy that can guard Giannis... You can't you can't shut them down no but can you can contain them
0: so the Bucks took uh, two of the three matchups against the heat this season they rolled to a 144 97 win on December 29th fell 119 to 108 the next night and then beat the heat 122 to 108 on Saturday but uh, their star Jimmy Butler Jimmy buckets did not play in any of those games so the Bucks, yes two and one over the heat this series or the season and then again this regular season no Jimmy buckets a different animal Obviously once the playoffs
1: start. Now I do I obviously I still expect the Milwaukee Bucks to win this game, right? You're their third best team in the, the East. You're playing the 6th ser- series, right? Yes. Yeah. See so the, the games, series, yeah. excuse me. And you look at the Bucks and I we talked about this when we started talking about the Bucks at the beginning of the around Christmas time. Yeah. Cuz remember they struggled out of the gates. Yeah. And we were we were sitting there and I'm like Well, I like the roster better than what they've had the last couple of years. Yeah, I love the addition of Drew Holiday. It's more top-heavy instead of uh, deep. Yeah. Because they were always super deep the last couple of years where it was like they could play 10 guys in their rotation. Correct. And you felt like you didn't really have that much of a drop-off. Yeah. Well, now you brought in a Drew Holiday. Bobby Portis has been big for him he could throw a
0: punch too, Rowdy.
1: You bring in some of those guys, you get rid of a shorter guard that couldn't shoot the basketball in Eric Bledsoe. And I think overall, once you shorten up your rotations, Maybe as they do in the playoffs, oh, sorry, get more as minutes. most teams and coaches do, Correct. that they should be better. They should be a better team. Yep,
0: so we're going to talk more of this coming up. But first, uh, the play-in tournament, I see the phone lines blowing up. 608-321-1670 in one second. This play-in tournament, which starts tomorrow, is one of the most stupidest things I've ever seen in my entire life. In fact, LeBron James a couple weeks ago came out to say whoever thought of this idea should be fired. Well, guess what? Now the Lakers are in the Play-In tournament. <laughs>
2: Good.
1: I'm so happy.
0: And LeBron's ankle is uh, still hurting him, but on the East, where obviously the Bucks reside, it's the 9-10 matchup in this Play-In tournament. The Indiana Pacers who are 34 and 38 taking on the Charlotte Hornets or are 33 and 39. So whoever wins that game for a Play-In tournament will then take on Between the seven and the eight seed, the seven seed is the Boston Celtics, who are 36 and 36, and the Washington Wizards, who are the eight seed at 34 and 38. Whoever loses that play in game will take the winner of the 9 10 matchup between the Indiana Pacers and the Charlotte Hornets, but who wins the seven and eight seed play in game will take over the seven seed, but then who wins between the loser of the seven eight game and the winner of the nine 10 game will take over the eight seed. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You could have potentially the Charlotte Hornets in as the eight seed after the playing tournament, who sit at thirty-three and thirty-nine. It's stupid. We'll talk more about it, but first,
1: let's go. Yeah, to, wasn't huh? the NBA though talking about in the last year or so talking about instead of doing East-West, just taking strictly the top L- the top teams, yeah. yeah, because the West had been so loaded. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this?
3: If China would have came up with the idea for the playing tournament, LeBron would have loved it. I mean,
0: you're not probably far from the truth, Mitch and Madison. What's up, brother?
3: Yes, sir. Hey, uh, in terms of the Bucs, uh, I'm with you, Rowdy. I, the last couple years, there just was an uneasiness, and I didn't think they were going to beat the Heat and the Raptors and all that. It just didn't work out. But don't underestimate the fact that Eric Bledsoe was just god-awful. He is just one of the he worst disappeared. playoff points. Yeah. Holiday is the man. I, I think they – uh, you know, and I could be wrong, because this has happened many times before, but I think they're going to take the Heat down pretty good. Yes, the Heat match up with them well, but I think Holiday is not going to do the stupid shots, not going to have all the turnovers. I mean, just putting Holiday in there over Bledsoe gives uh, the Bucks like, 15 better possessions a game.
0: Yeah, Eric Bledsoe is a beast um, in the regular season. Come playoff time, well, disappears. Well,
1: that's the thing. Like... Mitch, what you're saying is Eric Bledsoe is like the worst thing you can be in the playoffs. He was a short guard that couldn't shoot the basketball. And then when you get
0: to the rack, he well, he would never get to the rack in the playoffs. He'd do it all regular season. Then he'd just have these threes or long mid-range and just brick it.
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Regular season, yeah, normally it's 82 games. You get a, a stocky guard like that. He's going to bully other guards in the paint because it's the regular season. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to, like, try to follow them or you know get yeah. all beat up and then in terms of the playoff plan the the reason why the NBA did that and I agree it's stupid but the reason why they did that is in case any really good teams got ravaged by injuries and we're gonna be on the fringe you know a nine or a ten so they're they're basically did that to make sure all their big market teams had a chance but hey hmm. when you guys were talking earlier about uh, uh letting anybody call in man that's why this is the best show out there Thank man you. it's Thank the you. wild
0: west Freedom, you know? You know? And <laughs> this show is freedom, Mitch. You are correct.
3: Exactly. And then, hey, one other thing quick. The, the news of the weird that you were talking about, the lottery situation. Yeah, the woman
0: that won $26 million but had the winning lottery ticket and accidentally lost it, washed it in her washing machine, can't find it anywhere.
3: Dude, this is just another example of the government being terrible. Listen, if she would have been, and I'm all for personal responsibility. Yes. But hear me out on this. If she would have gone into that gas station and robbed them, they would have used that surveillance to arrest her and convict her. But they can't use the surveillance as well as the interviewing of the workers. Basically, everybody knows she's the one who got it. She's not trying to pull a fast one. And they're still going to pay out the gas station? like it's uh, the, So they're admitting the gas station sold it. Yes. But they're not giving it to the person who matches the timestamp purchase of the the ticket. Correct. This is why we can't have nice things and we're in like five gazillion dollar debt as a country, oh. because the government makes <laughs> decisions like this. Well, That's also well, probably
0: why they took it. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, thank you, Mitch. Always always a breath of fresh air. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Rowdy, now that the playoffs are technically here, the regular season ended yesterday. The Milwaukee Bucks lost to the Bulls. They didn't really play their starters. In fact, they already knew where they were going to be seeded, and that was the three seed. Uh, if the Nets ended up losing, the Bucks would have got the tiebreaker over them in the two-seed. Now that the NBA playoffs are here, I really could care less about the regular season. Chris Middleton even said it when the season started. He's like, we don't care about the regular season. It's all about the postseason. Now that the postseason isn't here and the play-in tournament starting tomorrow, is your excitement gone up at all? Or is it
1: like, dude,
0: just, nah. How are you feeling about the
1: NBA playoffs on One. the horizon? On this, on this fact, I'm kind of like you and LeBron. I think the the in tournament is dumb. It's very and dumb, and not interested at all in it. To be completely honest, I think it's stupid. And no, I'll I'm not really, not really excited. Like, oh, when are the Bucks playing? And gotta look uh, up when, when the Bucks, the Bucks playing. playing. But once the series officially starts, I, I feel like we we expect that they should take care of the Heat. Obviously, the Heat aren't the same team that they were. The last, obviously, last year once they got into the bubble, yeah, Bucks in my opinion are much better. They're more, they're more top heavy with the roster. I like the time. addition
0: of Drew Holiday and
1: uh, and Bobby, Bobby Portis. Portis, he can pack a punch. I mean, even Forbes has shot the ball decently well uh, off the bench. Yeah, Bucks have now, and they traded D J Augustine, who was one of the guys they signed, and he struggled for them. Yeah, they got rid of him, but yeah, the majority of the the guys they brought in, I think, have been. Good players for them
0: now. The Milwaukee Bucks went two and one over the Heat during the regular season. Again, it's the regular season. Doesn't as Chris Middleton suggested many months ago. It's the regular season. We don't care. The Bucks did go two and one. They rolled the Heat one forty four to ninety seven on December, late December. They lost to them the next night on a back to back one nineteen to one hundred eight, and then they beat the Heat on Saturday, one twenty two to one hundred eight. Rowdy. There was no Jimmy Butler in any of that series, though. No Jimmy buckets. And once the playoffs
1: start, it's a different
0: dog. It's a different animal.
1: Yeah. And love him or hate him, Jimmy Butler is a dog. Yeah. Like, like he. Remember, he had the quote when they played the Bucks in the bubble, mm-hmm. and he goes, "I don't want any of my family here. I don't want <laughs> yeah, it's any distractions. This a business trip. I'm packed for the for the long haul because we're going to be here to win a championship. Yeah. So it's a business trip. And then you had. You know the guys on the Bucks team that didn't even want to play once they got to the bubble. They wanted to sit out games. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, that's two different attitudes. And guess which team won? That would be the
0: Miami Heat, who Jimmy Butler had all his eyes on the prize. Now they didn't hoist the trophy, but he uh, got farther than the Milwaukee Bucks did. I'll tell you that much.
1: So it's interesting to see what's going to happen now. I'd rather uh, I'd rather lose in the NBA Finals than lose in the second round. Yes. Same. Because at least that's going to give, I think, Bucks fans and uh, obviously us a lot more excitement than uh, losing right away, huh? Yeah. One of our homies
0: from last night, the uh, <laughs> karaoke extravaganza that wasn't the Dells, Doug in Chano, has finally logged on to Twitch.tv. Hey, thanks, Wisco Wookie for that sub to prime. <laughs> but Rowdy, last night, we got ourselves some very interesting uh, Twitter messages and Snapchats. It was Doug and Shano, one of our awesome listeners, meeting up with Z and the D, Zach and the Dells. They met up and sang some karaoke in the Wisconsin Dells. I think they're at show, was it showboat? I want to mm, say. Yeah. But Rowdy, there's some controversy over what happened last night as Z and the D and Doug both said they're going to call in today and say, what was up with the shirtless selfie that you sent back to them, Rowdy? You want to tell the folks what happened?
1: Well, I received uh, Snapchats at about 10.30 at night when I'm laying in bed. <laughs> and uh, obviously with no shirt on. And so when I sent them, I sent back a Snapchat saying something along the lines of behave tonight, boys, or don't do anything I wouldn't do. And it was from like my mid-chest up. Yeah, no nipples. No nipple, <laughs> I, right? I just don't understand what the, what the big deal is. I, I think it was the first time... That they've seen a, a grown man. Seen
0: a real grown man.
1: <laughs> I love the listeners out there thinking
0: of us when they're out singing karaoke on a Sunday night at 1030 at Showboat in the Wisconsin Dells, sending us DMs, uh, Twitter Twitter mentions, and Snapchats. What were they singing? Do you, was it a little Smokey Robinson? What was that? Yeah, it? I,
1: I didn't know the song.
0: I'm sure they'll call in and talk about it. They, uh, they said they were going to. All right, so there you go. Uh, love the listeners out there. <laughs> Voice of an angel, Doug, with your Snapchats of you singing a little karaoke, and Doug just says, "I love you, Nelson." So there you go. All right, boys. So looking at the Wisconsin, or the, Wisconsin the Milwaukee Brewers. Obviously, hitting has been an issue. They broke out last yesterday afternoon, ten to nine victory over the Braves. Brewers had uh, twelve hits, the first time all season they scored ten runs. And the last time they scored a lot of runs was uh, the most was nine on April 10th against the St. Louis Cardinals. That was a while ago. But there uh, was an article out on Major League Baseball, MLB.com, or if you're Scott Berryman, MBL.com. But I would say go to MLB.com. And it was the one quick fix for every team. Uh, okay. So here is one quick fix for each MLB team or, in Scott's take, MBL team. So, looking at the National League Central, the Brewers come up first, and here's the quick fix. Get Christian Jelic healthy. The Brewers are holding up respectably without their MVP, but this team's offense is built around him. He needs to get back, and soon. Period. Dot. Get Christian Jelic healthy. Is that literally the quick fix? Is that the simple quick fix before we dive into what Yelly's doing in uh, Nashville? No. Is that literally all it is? Get Yelich healthy? RJ, no?
1: How is one guy going to make things different
0: if he's able to hit and the rest of the team still isn't?
1: This is kind of a two-parter for me. <laughs> part, part one? Part one. Getting Christian Yellich back in the lineup. Correct. Healthy. Does it help the Milwaukee Brewers? Yes. 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 Because he is a... Good baseball player. He is a good hitter. He he is a former MVP. He is a multiple-time all-star. Is it going to be a quick fix to take them from bottom five in every single statistical category for batting to all of a sudden being in that top 15 or maybe even top 10? Absolutely not.
2: (laughs) No. Uh, No. 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 Now, Christian (laughs) Yelich. This
1: is part two? Christian Yelich, one healthy, is a guy that can carry a team for a month. I mean, we've seen him carry a team for half of a season. We've seen him carry a team, what was that, in 2018, from like August all the way to like uh, mid-October. He absolutely carried that team, and then he kind of fell off a little bit in the playoffs, but that's when uh, Orlando Garcia got hot. Mm -hmm. 2019, he basically carried that team for, I think, from about May till he fractured his kneecap. Yeah, he put the freaking team on his back, dude. He was on. He was just on fire for both of those uh, stints. He
0: was in fuego for our now, Spanish-speaking friends.
1: No, granted, you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't assume some guy's going to come back and play like that every single year. Because if you did, you'd think his name was Mike Trout. <laughs> and can we get Mike Trout?
0: <laughs> I don't think the Brewers will open up the pocketbook for that. But yeah, so Rowdy, the quick fix they say is just get Christian Yelich back.
1: And I guess you could say that's a, a fix that'll improve your team, but how much will it really improve it? I don't know. You're gonna have to get that uh, that MVP Christian Yelich form back. Even MPV. But if you uh, if you do get a Christian Yelich back, he's going to improve the team. But unless you get the MVP Christian Yelich back, how much do you think it's really, really going to help? Yeah, it might help other guys get better pitches or or better at bats for sure. But that's not going to bring you back to the top 10 no, for offense. No. All right, so speaking of Christian Yelich, Friday he made his debut in Nashville for
0: the Sounds. That's the, you know, the Brewers on there.
1: Did they add an S since they were not a Brewers affiliate? Because I feel like they used to be the Nashville Sound. I also feel to like totally that, get off topic. I'm pretty Sorry. sure it's Sounds.
3: But was it always Sounds?
1: I'm pretty sure. Okay.
3: Well, like I, I, th- I thought the same I, thing you did, I too. I feel like an S got added.
1: Hey, I walk around like I got an S on my chest, RJ. Okay, stands for hope.
2: <laughs> are we a,
1: going? That's an S, man. <laughs> that's an S, man. Are we going down like that uh, alternate reality uh, the Mandela path effect? right here? <laughs> where, yeah, where it's like the, the what is it? The Berenstein, Weinstein bear or Bernstein bear. Bernstein Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like Mandela. The, the Mandela. The Mandela
0: effect, right? The Mandela effect. Yeah, is where real. it's like
1: little little things that are changed. So everyone's like, wait. I thought it was like this. Holy cow. Dude,
0: there's a ton of the Mandela Effect examples where it will blow your mind. Like, I could have sworn this was like this.
1: Like Skechers, how it's spelled. It, um, how is it spelled? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Or or Looney Tunes, how they spell Looney Tunes. Yeah. Lo,
0: it's Looney Tunes, Tunes, not T-O-O-N-S. The Bernstein Bears. Bar- the, see, I see the Bernstein. It's Berenstein or Berenstain. See oh my god maybe I'm confused with uh, Matt Bernstein I think you are they say curious George's tale Febreze. well uh, we could go we could go down this rabbit hole <laughs> yeah the Skechers one is it what is it think it's, it's or, how it's spelled sketchers or sketcher people are probably like, what the hell are you guys talking about all right
1: the Google the Mandela effect is pretty wild but real quick because <laughs> it, it all stems from people believe that Nelson Mandela was dead yeah huh that's that's where
3: the, yeah, that's where it comes from. That's
1: where the name comes from. He's not dead? No, they
0: they, they believe. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm yeah. just messing with you guys.
1: All right, then there's the hype. All right, never mind. Like Fruit
0: of the Loom, the logo, didn't it used to have a cornucopia behind it? I
1: thought it did. I swear to God it did too. But apparently it never did. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: My mind's blown.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so what else is blowing my mind is the Christian Yellich <laughs> being the simple, the, the so, quick so fix. So add the
1: Nashville Sounds this, logo to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But the natural Sounds Christian Yelich made his debut on Friday and he had two at bats and he did nothing. Eh, nada. And then he was pulled after two at bats. Okay, that was Friday night. How about Saturday for Christian Yelich? Christian Yelich got up to bat two times and Christian Yelich I'm sorry, he had one at bat and Christian Yelich walked. Hey. hey. And then on Sunday, Christian Yelich got up the bat, and Christian Yelich had two at bats, and Christian Yelich did nothing. So that's the three games that Christian Yelich had, had under his belt. Nothing, basically. So Rowdy, if this is the quick fix, I don't know if this is gonna be a fix then, because Christian Yelich right now, I know it's only three games, but he's literally done nothing in the sounds.
1: Any concern there? Well I think everyone else is tearing it up. One one of the things that you have to look at with Christian Yelich, it it's gotta be his entire career because he was a guy that made it to the big leagues at a young age. He played pretty well. And then as playing in a, a Marlins ballpark, which is not necessarily hitter friendly, like American family field. He was a borderline all-star played good defense, solid contact hitter, had a little bit of pop was a guy that they hope could, uh you know, grow into his uh, lankier body, which he has, but he got to Miller park, being a left-handed hitter, that's a little more uh, hitter-friendly. Mm-hmm. And he exploded in 18. He exploded in 19. And overall, in 2020, though the average and everything wasn't there, he still had decent amount of production. He just didn't hit for average like he pretty much had his entire life before that. Yeah. So even, even a Christian Yelich pre-Brewers was... A decent ball player but it, he wasn't like this world beater that you saw in 2018 and 2019 that was legitimately arguably the second best hitter in the league behind Mike Trout for that 2018-2019 uh, time period oh my god like he clearly was the second best player in baseball when, he, when it comes to hitters yeah yes All right, RJ just crunched some numbers, because we were also talking about the Brewers
0: and how uh, they've given up five Grand Slams already this season, the most they've ever done ever in a single month, five Grand Slams, and it's only May, now 17th. (laughs) RJ uh, and the research department got together, and they uh, busted down some uh, Grand Slam records, because we're wondering, is that the record for giving up in a season?
2: Uh, Since
0: 1980. So RJ and the research department got together. I want to talk about it coming up. Uh, And also getting the NBA playoffs because we said, don't. He's like, we would say, wake me up when the NBA playoffs are here. Well, the NBA playoffs are here. But, real quick, boys, on the Mandela effect Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Did Snow White say, mirror, mirror on the wall? Who's the fairest of them all? No, she didn't because the Wicked Queen is the one who said that. It was. Magic mirror oh, on the wall. Oh, but
1: see, everybody gets it wrong.
0: Yeah, everyone that says, could be
1: like one of those, though, that's just misquoted.
0: Everyone says mirror, mirror on the wall. It's magic mirror on the wall.
1: Well, I couldn't tell you because I've never
0: watched that full movie. <laughs> never seen it. Oh, how about this for the Mandela effect? I love Star Wars. RJ loves Star Wars. Nelson hates it. But RJ, did you know that C3PO actually has one silver leg? One silver one? I know he got a red arm later on. Yeah, but in the first movie, he's got. I mean, in all of them, he says a silver leg. Honestly, I don't think I've ever noticed. And for Luke Skywalker, or I'm sorry, Darth Vader, when he says, spoiler alert, Rowdy, when Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father. It's actually, no, I am your father. Yeah, he never says, Luke, I am your father. He says, I am your father. Spoiler, Rowdy, sorry. I think
1: a lot of people get it screwed up because of Tommy Boy. The Mandela Effect is real! Yeah, did you wake up this morning and think we were going to talk about the Mandela Effect in the Milwaukee Brewers? No. Slash nope. the national the sound. Yeah. Did you guys think it was Cheese it huh? mm-hmm. It's
0: or Cheese It? Cheese It's. Huh? Cheese It's. It's Cheese It. Wow. It's not Cheese It's. I could have sworn it was Cheese It's too. Mandela Effect is real. <laughs> we go to our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Good morning, Zachy. What's up, brother? Morning, guys. How are you doing today?
4: Great. Great. Fantastic. Awesome.
0: (laughs) Over the weekend, how about this? You were up for, uh, what, rookie camp there in Green Bay. Was or did you see Aaron Rodgers walking around ready to sign on the dotted line to having a contract extension? Yes or no?
4: I didn't. I saw a lot of other quarterbacks, but I didn't see Aaron Rodgers. How many quarterbacks Um, are up there now? Jesus. Yeah, now they, they got... They have four, but they have three that are actually want to play for them right now. Um <laughs> that being Jordan Love, obviously Blake Bortles they signed last week and then over the weekend decided to grab Kurt Benkert, one of those two tryout quarterbacks that took part in the rookie mini camp on Friday and Saturday.
0: Right? All right, so Zach, this is just them trying to get arms for the camp and you know the upcoming, you know, yep. training stuff, right? Not not mm-hmm. not that Rodgers is going to be gone, correct?
4: Correct. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Rodgers. Blake Bowles had nothing to do with Rodgers and and Burkett, uh, I should say Benkert had nothing to do with Rodgers. It's just, they have to get through these OTA practices. And then the, obviously the mandatory mini camp, they have to get through those. And they've carried, they've carried four quarterbacks uh, in the off season quite a bit. Um, So this, yeah, it's, it's, it's irrelevant towards what's going on with Rogers. Right All right,
0: now. so I saw you know, and a lot of people like to freak out online. I saw a lot of people freaking out, like this is the sign, this is it, this is it for Rodgers, It's done. That's why they got Bortles here, yada yada yada. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. But whoa, you were uh, were you live in person for the Matt Lafleur press conference, or is that Zoom?
4: That was Zoom. Oh, they're, yeah, still no, they're still zooming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Still, still zooming those press conferences. Still, you know, the players too. Maybe it'll be different once we get towards training camp. Um, certainly some of the things that have happened, you know, opening up, uh, you know, um, American Family Field to 100%, and like that type of stuff. Hopefully that will uh, carry over into some of the uh, media stuff. I know the players, I know the Brewers are allowing uh, interviews on the field. You just have to be six feet apart. But, yeah, um, yeah. so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll get back to being in-person access. But uh, for right now, yeah, still zooming.
0: All right, so, Zach, I'm going to uh, pick your brain a little bit when it comes to what you saw, because I'm looking at your Twitter account at Zach Heilper, and you got a lot of good videos here uh, that the Packers let you – they still let you – like, you can only have videos and pictures in a certain time frame, correct?
4: Yeah, you only get, like, the first four periods of practice.
0: All right, so i want to pick your brain a little bit on what you saw and everything, but before that, was Matt LaFleur in that Zoom conference? Because he asked a lot about – what was he asked more on, the rookie minicamp or Aaron Rodgers?
4: The rookie minicamp, because, you know – he was asked about Rodgers, I think, twice, and uh, the first one was just about whether there is any movement whatsoever, and he said, "No, I got nothing new for you there. Other than we want him back in the worst way." Uh, so that was that. And then he was also asked about, you know, without having Aaron Rodgers, what do you do with Jordan Love? Are you getting him ready to play? And he obviously took the angle that we get everybody ready to play. Uh, they're just one play away. Everyone is, and uh, so like that stuff. But yeah, otherwise, it was it was a lot of rookie minicamp stuff and and what are going to do with with some of these guys
1: yeah everyone's always one play away zach how uh how many plays away do you think Kirk is let's see
4: Uh, one two three he's three plays away
1: okay well
0: i saw saw your video right here trial quarterback chad kelly going through some drills with the hashtag swag what do we see for some of these uh swag kelly yeah did he was he the one that got caught like did he get caught like like Getting drunk and like big being naked somewhere with the bills or something. Am I mis misremembering that? Some Mandela effect. Anyways,
4: enough about him potentially I, I being naked that, somewhere. I, I feel like that that's a rowdy question. Uh, he's the one that is all up on Swag Kelly and his his past and being Jim Kelly's nephew or whatever.
1: <laughs> just, just looking out for you, Zach. But yes, I <laughs> think he you. has had some um, some char- in the character character issue could, could, questions. Yes,
4: I think it's, I think it's pretty evident why they decided to take Ben Kurt Ben-Kurt over White right? Kelly. <laughs> so you like, know what I mean? Like, like unless he blew them away in terms of. You know, playing and his arm strength, and all that stuff. Like it just doesn't make any sense to have a fourth quarterback with those issues,
0: especially when you're in Wisconsin. People known for their drinking, and we don't want to see Swag Kelly out there running around naked, drunk, right? So there's that. Accurate. I mean,
1: we already Accurate. have one guy being one quarterback being seen in the back of a pickup with beer.
0: Yeah, that's Rodgers, but that mm-hmm. was you know we can't even get to, we can't even get a word from him. But, all yeah. right, how about this, Zach? I see your former Badgers, Cole Van Lannon, and John Deetson mm-hmm. on the field for rookie minicamp. Obviously, you covering Cole Van Lannan, John Deetson with their career with the Badgers because of the high level of you always do with the Wisconsin Badgers. How, how are they looking, the former Badgers, for the Packers?
4: You know what's, you know what's funny about that Like, for whatever reason, COVID, uh, I shouldn't say for whatever reason, the reason is being COVID, um, there was only like 28 or 29 guys there. Usually they have a whole bunch more usually it's probably right around 50 or something like that and they can actually do like seven they can actually do 11 on 11 they didn't do any 11 on 11 at all because they just didn't have enough guys so um you know we don't we didn't get to see it to those guys but yeah colvin Landon, and john deaton i'll say this uh, the, the most noticeable thing about john deaton was was his hair uh same thing with royce newman the, the i think the fourth round pick out of ole miss like they have great hair. Uh, that's probably what. I, maybe that's now as a quality challenge man maybe, that you are. I'm gonna say maybe I maybe I notice that more. Were you jealous? My fol- challenge status. Oh yeah, of course. I would. I would never. I would never grow it that long. Like that's kind of a you thing. Yeah, you called
0: me a tool on Friday for having long hair.
4: Are you still upset about that? No, I just – I reheard it this morning at
0: 5.30 because Rowdy will play uh, a little snippet uh, of the fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee show, and I was uh, in my office as I was getting ready for the show, (laughs) and actually that interview came on, and that part was at the end of the the interview, and I chuckled, (laughs) so I did remember
1: that.
4: Yes, but no, uh, like, again, I I think it's going to be a a very uphill climb for John Dietz to make the team just because of all the draft capital they've put into that position the last couple of years. Um, but it was good to see him out there. I mean, the guy retired after the twenty eighteen season because of injuries, and now he's in an NFL camp trying to make a team. Um, and, and Cole, you know, it was injury. They had Cole playing at, at guard, um, and I think that's probably where he's going to end up being. But I mean, it was just helmets. There was there was no physical contact. They didn't, there wasn't any like one on ones with the defensive linemen or the linebackers or anything like that. Anything that you would see when pads would be on, just because they didn't have enough bodies.
0: Wow. Um, Zach Halpern and Sports Director joining us right We're now. Pro-
4: Yes. What I'm trying to say is, uh, I did not take a, a ton from rookie uh, from one practice or rookie minute. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's very basic, right? Yes. Just very yes. basic. Yes. Okay, so, mm-hmm. but as basic as it was, a lot of people are excited about uh, wide receiver Amari Rogers, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was out there running some routes. How does route running look in the basic bare bones drills that they're running?
4: It's kind of like one one of the videos I posted was him running this little quick slant over the middle from the slot and. It looks very, very much like Randall Cobb, and I know that's kind of what people are hoping he can be, right? Because yes. uh, they haven't had that true slot guy since uh, Cobb left, and he looks the part, man. Like he he does. He is not a small like he's shorter, but he is not a small guy. He he looks built enough to play out of the backfield. Like I think they could probably line him up back there and, and use him kind of like they did with with Randall Cobb. He's built he's he's built better than Randall Cobb was, and and I think so. They're going to get, try and get him the ball in, a, in a multiple uh, different ways. I think that, you know, what's great. The best thing about Amari Rodgers, and this is if I mean, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play or if he gets traded or whatever happens, Amari Rodgers is going to be a, a, a godsend for Doran Love because they're going to try and get the ball at <laughs> Doran Love's hands very, very quickly, get the ball, and uh, like that's where I think Amari Rodgers can help them. Those quick screens, the quick slants, just get the ball in of your hand Let the guy, do something after the after the catch. So we'll see. I, like, I think he can obviously help Aaron Rodgers, but I think he'd be a huge, huge well, Jordan Love for, pick for Jordan Love.
1: Yeah. So that's, that was one of the knocks on Amari Rodgers. It was the fact that they got him the ball the majority of the time around the line of scrimmage or, you know, within 10 yards. Did you see him running any other type of uh, routes, like for a route tree where it was more downfield or was it pretty much all closer to the line of scrimmage?
5: Well, they do
4: them You know what they do with practice? They, they, Get him through the entire route tree, but yeah, I mean there was a couple of long. It, one of his best, I thought. You know, I didn't get it on film because it was during. Uh, it was after the fourth period, but it was, it was, it was just a, a fly route, and quarterback was there. I think it was uh, Shamar, uh, the guy from uh, Appalachian State, was against him, and they were they were tight, tight, and then at the last minute, Rogers just kind of separated outside and and pulled the ball in. It was a, a perfect, uh, a, a perfect play by him. He. He tracks the ball well, Nelson, so I think like if, if it is going to be down the field, I think that he has a chance to be that guy. He's not a straight-out burner, but it felt like he just had the ability to separate at the right moment and uh, and bring the ball in. Again, a small size for me to be able to see him in person, but I think he's got that ability if they do do that. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull away from guys all the time, but um, I feel like they have some deep threats already on this team they they need somebody in that slot area to be able to take some pressure off of davante at least in my mind
0: uh, zach halpern our sports director joining us right now recapping his time at packers minicamp over the weekend so zach how personally for you did it feel to be back on the sidelines being able to you know see this all unfold is it what did it feel like there was this like weight lifted off the Lambeau green bay area finally like the, like nature is healing we're back out doing this how did it feel
4: yeah, I think that probably felt for the the Packers themselves, having not uh, had any of this last year. And yeah, for the media, it's fine. They look at it. <laughs> Did you guys have to I, send I certain it, bubbles? Mm, no. You, you, you keep to, your distance, anyways. Even before the
0: COVID, you kept your distance.
4: Exactly. Yeah, you have, you have to wear a mask, uh, <laughs> even outside. Time. Yeah. So there, there was that. But otherwise, oh. I mean, it was it was pretty normal. Um, just walking up and down the side like last year we had to stay for training camp we had to stay in the stand uh for this one we were able to be on the side and walk up and down and, and uh had uh, you know pretty much essentially the same access we normally would have in any other year uh, i think if i hadn't taken part in or had not taken part if i hadn't watched spring practice for wisconsin it might have been it might have felt a little bit different just because i hadn't seen football practice in such a long time yeah. but it, it was cool it's it's cool that we're Kind of, kind of getting back to normal and, and uh, some of those interactions and being able to see things closer up, that's cool. Um, but again, okay. it's, it just it still feels a bit weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, slowly making our way back. But Zach, before I let you go, uh, now obviously it probably felt good to be out there and you know have things slowly creeping back to normal. But was there also this lingering cloud over Green mm-hmm. Bay of the Aaron Rodgers drama? It was like everyone like wanting to ask but like knew they shouldn't and like was there this weird like. Big elephant in the room when it comes to Rodgers When it, you know, on the field or in the little Zoom meeting afterwards, could you feel its presence?
4: Well, so uh, Brian Gudekunz was on the field, and Mark Murphy came down later as well. <laughs> uh, I know your hero. Um, hey, he's not
0: an idiot. Remember that.
4: I, d- I just wonder, like when when they're sitting when they're on the field, like Lafleur and, and Gudikus were talking a couple different times, and I'm just like wondering, what are they talking about? Are they are they are they talking about the latest in the Rogers? Are they talking about? Uh, this fourth string left guard that they potentially <laughs> could hold on to or not. Like, that, what are they worrying about? A fourth
0: string left guard or Aaron Rodgers?
4: Right. Like, what's what's that conversation like? And now with the mask, you can't you can't really even tell. You can't even try and read lips or read facial expressions or anything like that because you got the mask on. But um, they, I think it's pretty clear what this off season has been about and, and what it continues to be about. And it's Aaron Rodgers. And oh, it's a
0: Fourth string left guard yeah.
4: <laughs> until the situation gets fixed <laughs> until there's a resolution. That's what everybody's focus is going to be on, no matter what happens on the field in these OTAs. I mean, obviously, Jordan Love's going to be under the gun, or going to be under the uh, the watchful eye of everybody that is watching practice. He's going to be a focus for everybody, just to see if he's anywhere close to being ready. Um, but yeah, until this gets going, Aaron Rodgers' presence or Aaron Rodgers, I don't know, overarching cloud, dark cloud, is going to be hanging over the Packers. Until his, he gets his, you mean the and,
0: beautiful mystery that is Rodgers? <laughs>
4: There's very little beautiful about this situation, but yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, before I let you go, uh, did we miss anything of Rodgers' drama over the weekend besides Matt LaFleur saying, we want him back in the worst way?
4: No, yeah, there's 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 nothing there. I, mean, I feel like all these storylines have played out, um, and now we're just waiting for a resolution.
0: Well, I have a new one coming up, actually, Zach. I don't oh, know to boy. talk Where about. It. It?
4: This
0: one comes from um, the marquee scheduler of the NFL, trying to schedule games. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Worried. Uh, hey, he's worried. He's
4: worried. Great. It's the Green Bay Packers, though, right? We throw those games early in the season. Well, I, you got to think if Rodgers
0: is going to be gone, right? That Jordan Love is still going to put eyes on the TV because everyone wants to see if this guy's a bum or not.
4: At least in the first, at least in the first few weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's why a lot of those prime time games are early in the year.
0: Hey Zach, we appreciate your time, my man, and uh, we'll talk to you later this week. And can't wait to see your smiling, beautiful face around these hallways.
4: Awesome. Can't wait to see both of you guys.
0: <laughs> see you, buddy. <laughs> there he is, our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Follow him on Twitter at Zach Heilprin. is great. Articles, his bodies of work. It speaks for itself.
5: I got to tell you, I had this dream. I'm not kidding you. This was a dream. Remember I had that dream last year?
0: <laughs> see, Ascratch, I love your dreams, and we kind of decipher them. Well,
5: let me tell you what I dreamt. I dreamt the Packers traded Aaron Rodgers.
0: Wait, wasn't your dream, your first dream you had, that they were going to get their asses handed to him in the NFC Championship game?
5: Yes, that kind of I happened. Said, I mean, I kind said of I, this is what I said. I said they're going to make it to the NFC Championship game, and they're going to they're going to get beat.
0: And you said that in the regular season last. I year. did.
5: I did say that. I did. And so my dreams sometimes are real.
0: So all well, right. So tell what's what, tell a, me about the
5: dream? Tell me well, about the dream. Tell you what the Packers got? Okay, they traded Aaron Rodgers and uh, Devontae Adams to the to the uh, San Francisco 49ers.
2: Mm.
5: In exchange, they got. Uh, they got Kittle and and uh, and uh, what's the middle linebacker? Um, oh, Bo- Nick Bosa. Bosa and Kittle, and they got three first round draft picks.
0: Huh? That was your dream. Yeah. Now, when, dream. when you woke up, were you happy with your dream? Or were you sad with your dream? Oh, yeah. or were you
5: I said, you know what? That, that that would be okay with me. I, I, look guys, this this is it. I, you guys know I love I love I don't like the I I don't like the man. I like the quarterback. I'm gonna put it to you that way. Yeah, okay? you, I don't, you
0: like you like how he plays. I like how he
5: plays. As yeah. far as his personality and his off the, the field stuff, you can take it. I, go 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 throw it in the garbage can, okay? <laughs> but I will say this. If he doesn't want to be on the team and he's gonna play this baby crap like they all do now, all these prima donna multi trillion dollar players, you yeah. know, they can do that because they want, you know, they're like like pissing and moaning all the time. Correct. All I could say is this, go be happy somewhere else. But if that was the case, what would you think of that? Bosa and Kittle in exchange for Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and then you're getting three of their first-round picks.
0: Wow. Well, Mike, how about, we'll react to it. I'll leave it on hold, okay, brother?
5: Yeah, go ahead. Leave me on right. for a couple minutes. I okay, you got it. I'll, I'll leave it on hold. All
0: right. So what, what would you think of that from Sasquatch? Now, his dreams have come true in the past. I remember a couple of, He did call COVID-19 the granddaddy of them all. When was that? That in was like sh- November. November of 2019. Yeah. He says this COVID-19 thing is the granddaddy of them all. We said well, it was the Rose Bowls of uh, the viruses here, and we laughed at Sasquatch, Mike. We laughed at him. Well, look what happened in the past year and change. Sasquatch was not far from the truth. Then he had another dream that the Packers would get to the NFC Championship game and get manhandled by Tom Brady and the Bucks, and that was during the regular season. It happened. But a lot of people could say, you know, the Packers' mo is getting to a championship game, an NFC championship game, and then losing. <laughs> but Saskatchewan's right on that. So Rowdy, in his dream, Kittle, Bosa, and three first-round picks. I could stomach it. I could. I could. Well, obviously,
1: okay. if you added a Bosa on your defensive line, now you have Kenny Clark. You have, uh, obviously, you have what is it? It's Nick, right? Yeah, Nick Bosa. Yeah, because Joey's with yeah. What? Nick, Nick Bosa, Bosa, obviously one of the better defensive linemen yeah. in the NFL.
0: Beast. He got, you know, season-ending injury last year. Yeah, but.
1: so you'd have him and Kenny Clark, obviously two all-pro type players. Mm-hmm. You then you look at uh Kittle, that's the second best tight end in the league in my opinion. Yeah, he's a beast. And you're giving away one of the best quarterbacks in the leagues and one of the best wide receivers in the leagues and you're picking up three more picks. I will say this. If that did come true, I do like the fact that in that trade, you're getting legit players that you know can play. Yeah. Because it's not three draft picks. Well, what if uh what if those three first rounders all become busts? And then you're kind of screwed. Then, then you really got taken <laughs> behind the woodshed yeah. by the 49ers. Yeah, then you're like the movie Fargo by the woodshed. You kind of got to get somebody in that trade that's an actual piece you can plug in so you have a known, Man, a you, known value, known players. Let's like, I would like that better than like, you know, Denver with Drew Locke and a bunch of picks.
0: Could you take Devontae Adams out of the equation or just, and have Rodgers for Kittle and Nick Bosa and three first-rounders? Pro- that'd probably
1: be a lot. What is that? I mean, Roger's worth it. Mean, now Ramson. we're starting to talk about Herschel Walker type trades. <laughs> or do you remember uh, uh closer to our time it was the Ricky Williams yeah, Ricky where Williams. they traded their like entire draft for Ricky Williams?
0: Yeah. And how'd that work out? I'd like to party with Ricky Williams, that'd be fun. I'd go I'd go camping with Ricky Williams Rowdy. You know how I like to camp. I think Ricky Williams like to, likes to camp like I like to camp. Just go get stoned in the woods. All right, so Rowdy. Sasquatch Mike has been uh a trailblazer if you will when it comes to some of these things they come to fruition. I uh how could you if you're the Packers brass look at the fan base after Mark Murphy said we're not idiots and say, "Yeah, we just traded Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams." Do you think they could actually sell that to the fan base without them <laughs> like going to Titletown and dragging them out of their offices and
1: and you know doing God knows what with them? Um Hypothetically speaking. To be able to sell that to the fans, you are going to have to get a haul, and it's going to have to include players like B- the Bosa's or the Kittle's or – you know what I'm saying? It's got to include players that they're going to know who they are.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: if you just say, hey, we traded Aaron Rodgers for three first-round picks, everyone's going to say, you did what? Did I not huh? Oh, yeah, but Devontae Adams is also in there too. Well, could you imagine? Think about uh, – Think about uh, who the Green Bay Packers have drafted in their last three drafts, not counting in 2021 because we haven't seen any of those play. I don't know if I should technically count 2020 because we haven't even seen Jordan Love play. <laughs> but those three draft picks were Jair Alexander, yep. they were uh, Rashawn Gary, and Jordan Love. Yep. We'll, we'll even go one, one further, even though we haven't seen them. If you knew that you were getting these draft picks and they could potentially be Jair Alexander – Rashawn Gary, Jordan Love, and Eric Stokes. Mm -hmm. Would you do that deal for Aaron Rodgers? I mean, there's only one legit player so far in that group, and that's Jair Alexander. Now, Gary's shown some flashes. Love hasn't even stepped out on the field yet, and obviously same with Stokes as he was just drafted. But, I mean, that would be like a lottery pick.
0: It would. Could you do it?
1: For those four type
0: of players? No, No. No, dude. This is such an interesting time, obviously, for Packer Nation. Could you imagine not only Aaron Rodgers but also Devontae Adams? It would be.
1: (laughs) There's no way. Well, I can't say no way, but there's no way. You will be able to say this. If they traded away Devontae Adams, this could be one of the worst receiving cores we've seen, even with some of those bad receiving cores that they had with uh, without Aaron or with so you Aaron would have Rogers. so let's say that's, that that Rodgers is gone and Devontae
0: with him, you would have your number one would be who Devin Funches, Alan Lazard. I, it, to
1: be completely honest, it's probably the roll of the dice of Amari Rodgers,
0: MVS. <laughs> All right, you'd have you would have Devin Funches, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Equimania St. Brown, and Amari Rodgers. Am I missing anyone? That's even worth mentioning?
1: No, they cut Jake Coomber a while ago. Someone was <laughs> upset about it. Yeah, They got the ire of uh, Aaron Rodgers. But no, basically, yeah, le- that's that's your receiving core. You're going to be looking around and you're going to say, all right, who's the number one here? Because they're already looking around a bunch of three- <laughs> with Devontae it Adams on the Amari team. It could be Amari Rodgers. They're already looking around with Devontae Adams on the team and going, who can step up and be a true number two? They don't have it. Who's that's the number two, two ju- in the Packers? Right, look, Right now, who's the number two in the Packers? MVS? Well, Rodgers hasn't played. I'm going to say they're going to hope it's going to be uh, Amari Rodgers. but the kid out of Clemson. It's honestly, it's probably MVS. Alan Lazard has been dinged up in his career. He's been so so. Devin Funchess hasn't played. played a snap. He hasn't played. And when he was healthy, I mean, he was like a tweener between a two and a three when he was in Carolina. There's no way. There's no way the Packers could. St. Brown hasn't been able to stay healthy, and I think from what you've seen, even when he flashes a little bit, you know that's not a flashing of a number one receiver.
0: There's no way the Packers could ever sell Rodgers and Devontae in a package deal. There's no way. You would. There would be riots. People would storm Lambeau Field and just run amok. There's no way. There's no way. Well, I mean you but Saskatch, li- Mike his premonitions
1: have all been right so far, which is the scary part of all I mean how many times I don't know off the top of my heads, but how many times would after making it to two straight uh championship games and being one game away from a, a Super Bowl be able to turn around and not only trade the reigning MVP, but trade easily anybody could argue this. Whether you're a Bears fan, a Vikings fan, or a Packers fan. Best wide receiver in the game. The top three wide receiver in the game and a top three quarterback in the game right now, after being that close and having your roster basically uh, already backloading so many of the contracts to basically try and win right now. You would have to. All of a sudden, the turn of events in that would be... There might be some people that would drive off of bridges. The, the, yeah. The, jump off of cliffs. <laughs> Brian
0: Gutekunst, Mark Murphy, and Matt LaFleur, what it, depending on what they did at that upcoming season, it's like you have no room for error. If you were to have a losing season, people would be – you you'd have to be fired. You're fired. Well, we're
1: talking about – you're talking about who's a, who would be the, the best receiver, and you're saying, oh, it's roll the dice with Amari Rodgers. We haven't seen him play yet. They did trade up to go get him in the third round. Yeah. And, Third round. and you're you're sitting there though, and we had sports director Zach Heilpern on, and I asked him what did his route tree look like? Because that was one of his knocks. So now you're saying the guy that would potentially be your number one uh, has a limited has, route tree. Has a limited route tree, and you don't know if he can run deep routes. Hey, but Zach did say
0: he's built better than Randall Cobb, and they hope that he's the next, you know, Randall Cobb. For I
1: understand that, but for, that's but also, Zach said for Jordan Love. That's also <laughs> why they've talked about how Amari Rogers is like a glorified running back because yeah. he's built closer to a running back, and yet they like to get him the football around the line of scrimmage, whether that be screens or or short routes within ten yards. So. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we have a comment here from G-Dub on Twitch. He says, didn't Sasquatch Mike also say that Russell Wilson was definitely going to be a Chicago Bear and that the Bears jerseys were being made? That was not Sasquatch Mike that said that. that. That was Terry from the north side. Terry from the north side. That was the king of the north, Terry. Terry said he's that, that, so it wasn't Sasquatch. I would have called out Sasquatch Mike if he, uh, if you know that was the case. But no, that was <laughs> Terry from the north side. Terry, if you're listening, Colin Um, 608-321-1670. But, Rowdy, if you go back to last week or two weeks ago, Devontae Adams' comments, because he was making his rounds around media, and Devontae Adams was saying that he has Rodgers back 100%, and that if Rodgers were to go elsewhere, it would definitely affect his situation in Green Bay. And also that uh, Devontae Adams, like, he's the is he the only – besides Amari Rodgers, is he the only guy that's under contract for after this year?
1: Yeah, so Devontae Adams is up. Devin Funches is just on that one year. And then you have St. Brown and MVS that are all in the last years of their their rookie deals. Mm-hmm. And I believe Lazard is either a free agent or a restricted free agent. Yeah,
0: Devontae would potentially be the only one besides Amari.
1: No, he's done after this year. Oh, he's done. oh yeah, he's, he's done after so, so it's after just Amari Rodgers. It's Rogers. just Amari Rodgers.
0: So the Packers need to get Devontae inked up for you know extension. But Devontae Adams is out there saying, well, he's kind of tied to Aaron Rodgers. And if Rodgers were to go elsewhere, it would definitely you know make him raise his eyebrow to want to go elsewhere. And then there's this. If you believe the report from Ian Rappaport last week, uh, the Rodgers, first the Packers brass gave Rodgers a contract extension to make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Rodgers turned it down and then they're the 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 sides are so at odds that they can't get this done and that also Ian Rappaport suggested that Rodgers was telling teammates to join him elsewhere so with that information of Rodgers telling people to join him elsewhere Devonte Adams saying that he's kind of tied with Rodgers and he a, hasn't he hasn't, uh, hasn't signed re-up. an extension are we that far off base of seeing the Packers potentially doing a Rodgers and Adams deal <laughs> Because if they're gone, or Rodgers retires or sits out, you're getting nothing. Devontae Adams, if you don't re-up with him, you're getting nothing. They would have to, what, try to get something out of him? Or you let him walk. What would you rather do? Get something for him and let him walk? If he's not going to sign an extension, if Rodgers is gone. You gonna let You're going to let the number one quarterback leave and the number one wide receiver leave? You're going to let that happen? I think
1: the Green Bay Packers are going to have to pay me a lot of money to think about this one.
0: Well, think about it. Well, okay, here's <laughs> the thing. To play GM, yeah. Speaking of paying money... We gotta pay some bills here, so we'll let the uh, commercials play. So you think about it, Rowdy, and I'm gonna think about it too. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about it because I got comments from Lafleur as well over the weekend. So Matt Lafleur was over uh, or on the podium over the weekend, and he was talking about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we had our sports record, Zach Halpert, on earlier, and Zach was up at rookie mini camp, and he was saying there was a couple of questions about Rodgers. The majority of it was about rookie mini camp and yada yada. yada. So Matt LaFleur was asked about the Aaron Rodgers situation, and Matt LaFleur, the Packers coach, had this to say.
2: We still obviously feel the same way. It's, uh, you know, we want him back in the worst way. I know he knows that, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to work at it each and every day.
0: All right, so a question for you. Did it sound like Matt
1: LaFleur is about to cry right there? Yes. Listen, listen that's, to the- that's not the first... That's not the first interview that LaFleur has done from a presser where it sounded like that when he's talking about Aaron Rodgers and uh, the future or what could potentially happen
3: in the future. So
0: Pete, who had just called in, um, formerly a brother, uh, the brother who used to be at the hockey game. Now, I already forgot it again, Pete. uh, The pro-capitalist brother who lives in the predominantly white suburbs. I think that's what it was. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I asked Pete to write a song. Once and if Rodgers Rogers is to leave, so we all could cry about it. So I'm already emotionally preparing myself to shed a couple tears over Rogers leaving. Just not Rogers specifically, but just the Packers' shot at getting to a Super Bowl obviously takes a huge hit. If Jordan loves the quarterback, we don't know. We don't know what we have in Jordan Love. And my God, Blake Bortles. Listen, I don't think Blake Bortles is going to take us to a, a Super Bowl. Maybe to an NFC Championship game because he did take the Jaguars to an AFC Championship game. But I was already mentally preparing myself to cry. It sounds like Matt LaFleur's already been crying.
2: We still obviously feel the same way. It's, uh, you know, we want him back in the worst way.
0: We want him back in the worst way. It sounds like he's bawling.
2: Him back in the worst way.
0: It sounds like he's crying, like he's choking up.
2: You know, we want him back in the worst way.
0: We want him back in the worst way. (laughs) Roddy, what the hell's going on with Matt LaFleur? He's like bawling.
1: Yeah, that's... And that's like I said, that's not the first time he's went up in front of everybody, and when he's given answers like that, it sounds like he's starting to get a little shook.
2: It's uh, you know, we want him back in the worst way.
1: We want him back. It
0: sounds like a guy who's already been broken up with. He's trying to win his sweetheart back, and she keeps leaving him on uh, unread on the text messages, not opening the Snapchats. Not rec- you know responding to DMs on Instagram. I want her back <laughs> in the worst way. Uh,
2: you know, we want him back in the worst way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Does Lefort know something we don't know, Rowdy? Because it sounds like the man's crying.
2: Yeah,
1: it literally sounds like he's crying. Well, I think he's also seeing. Well, without a great quarterback, pretty much. Well, a lot, a lot of the coaches. Well, I won't say a lot, but uh, Mike McCarthy, he hasn't had. Near the same success without Aaron Rodgers, um, Matt Lafleur doesn't know life without Rodgers. No wonder exactly. he's crying. And <laughs> he puts this system where he, you know you like to run the football and do all this. Well, yeah, of course it looked great because you had one of the best quarterbacks in the league playing it. Like, could you imagine if Jordan Love is just an ab- absolute turd, and, <laughs> and, and like he can't play it at all? Like we're talking, he can't play at all. Like he's a bottom five quarterback in the league. Oh God! Like like, like Deshaun Kaiser, Brian Gudu was
0: enamored with Deshaun Kaiser, and he can't even beat like imagine, second string. Imagine
1: the... if he was like Trubisky in, in Trubisky's worst days. Oh
0: God! What the now granted, style. now granted, they're crying
1: too. They don't have the same skills and and stuff like that. But just say level of play was roughly the same, and. That run game, it's not going to look as good when you can't run the football because everyone's going to be in the box because everyone knows that Jordan Love can't throw it. Or vice versa, it's not going to open up so many different uh, places downfield if, once again, Jordan Love can't throw it. Yeah, you're doomed.
0: <sighs> you're doomed. Matt LaFleur is literally crying because he's thinking of his future without Aaron Rodgers. I feel the same
2: way. It's, uh, you know... We want him back in the worst way. We
4: want him back.
1: <laughs> in well the we'll worst think worst about way. <laughs> it. If if Jordan Love sucks, if he sucks. I'd be crying too. Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst, their asses is grass. Like, yeah. They're yeah. done.
0: You're done. And now you're crying in the unemployment line. Dude, imagine if okay, imagine, and I'm doing a lot of imagining here. Imagine that, yes, Rogers is gone, and then God forbid what we were talking about before, Devontae Adams also gone. What in what universe would you ever be hired back as a GM or a head coach if you let your reigning MVP and arguably the best wide receiver in the game to both leave? How could you how could any organization ever look at them and be like, you're hired?
1: How okay, say we'll say that the deal's already done. He's crying about it. It's just <laughs> not going to be announced until June first. That's why he's probably crying we want him back. So say it's done. How long do you think Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur are still in Green Bay over or under the length of time Aaron Rodgers continues to play in the NFL. Under. You? Because well, I would say that Aaron Rodgers has What do you think? Two and a half years? Three three to five years of of like legit play. I give two and a half years for Goody Goody Kunst and LaFleur. Under. <laughs> so under. you're
0: saying so you're saying You get Jordan Love for two years and and then after the second year you're like and and if I don't know. It's, I mean it's hard to it's hard to think. Because it's a bunch of
1: what is. That's why I said three and a half. Because that was the that was the length of uh Aaron Rodgers the remaining contract was three years. This year and two more.
0: Do you think without and this is hard to do, LeFleur is a good coach without Rodgers? I mean there's no way. Obviously you're a huge step off. I mean I'm answering my own question. You're you're losing the MVP.
1: Oh yeah, of course they're not going to be as good, especially floor. Love isn't good, but uh, can his system still work? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen it. That's true. Uh, we want. I mean, him back. everyone. Everyone talks about. Way. Everyone talks about how he comes from the you know the Shanahan tree and the McVeigh, and he's all buddies with them. Yeah. Well, I think you can. He was say... In one of their weddings. He was. I think you can say. You would take the first two before Matt LaFleur, correct? Correct. Now, granted, all three of them have been in a championship game, and two out of the three have played in a Super Bowl. Yes. None of them have won a Super Bowl, but look at some of the quarterbacks that they've had. They took teams to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. And Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, who was awful that year. To a Super Bowl. Matt LaFleur had Aaron Rodgers and couldn't get to a Super Bowl. Exactly. Judas. This one's for you, LaFleur. Journeys, who's crying now? You think Matt Laflore is playing in two straight uh, NFC Championship games if he had Jimmy Garoppolo or Jared Goff as his quarterback? No, I, I don't. But Matt, I swear to God, Matt LaFleur was crying on the podium. You heard,
0: you heard him. I played it like eight times. I'm, I'm. He still, was crying.
1: I'm still under the belief that if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I'm playing hardball and not just trading them away. But when you hear. Some of the comments that they'd said. It's almost like they have a, a, maybe a deal in place that will hit June 1st or 2nd. And right now they're just uh, trying to do all they can to convince them to stay.
2: Yeah,
0: I wanted you back in the worst way, Aaron. I love you. This
4: one's for you, Journey. <laughs>